doesn't feel like I'm supposed to be here, but God knows God, first of all, puts those desires in your heart because he, when you align to him, you align to his purposes for your life. So even if you're in a place where you're like, I don't know why I'm here. I know I'm supposed to be on step B, but I'm at step A and I just don't know how I'm going to get there. Trust me. Even if you take eight years, <laughs> even if you waste, never, nothing's ever wasted. Just like I talked about last week, you can be a playboy model. You can be a playboy model. And still have an inkling for what God has for you. Now, I'm not talking about posing naked. I'm talking about telling your story and helping people. Okay. I'm Audacious Adri. I'm inching closer to my mid-30s and my knees couldn't agree more. I live in LA. My depression is cured. And I'm trying my hardest to find free parking. Let's navigate through our spiritual, physical, and mental health so we can live our best lives, yeah? Welcome to the Audacious Adri Show. I'm your girl, Adri, and we have honest conversations about your mental, your physical, and your spiritual health so you can what? Live your best life ever. Well, if you're nosy, <laughs> you can find me on the social med- media, sh- yeah, 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 <laughs> at Audacious Adri Show on IG, at Audacious Adri Show on YouTube when I post, and at Audacious Adri on the Wild Wild West, aka Twitter. It's so interesting how different the world is on Twitter than it is on all of these other platforms. And I know y'all are like, you need to get a TikTok, you need to get a TikTok. I'm hearing that the girls is trying to cancel TikTok. So, I, you know, should I even do it? Should I even waste my time and energy to even get one? Because the girls are saying it's going to go away. And it's so funny because one of my coworkers at work, she's from China, and she's like, girl, they've been talking about my government um, getting, rid, uh, getting rid of TikTok for two years. If my government ain't getting rid of it, your government ain't getting rid of it. So, I mean, that's I guess that's her perspective. That's her truth. But you can find... <laughs> you can find me always i'm loyal to instagram girl your girl is on the ig and i'm talking my talk on twitter so much going on in the world right now dare i even say dare i even say uh trump is you know i don't even talk politics anymore trump is in custody um i think it's like 34 counts of whatever they're charging him with i do not um, live in the news like I used to. I mean, I was heavy into politics for a very long time. And I even did a, another podcast where we talked about current events, specifically like politics. And that is so tiring to me. And I miss it a little bit though. It's weird. Is that my toxic trait that things are tiring, but I miss them? Um, I do miss it. It was fun. It was funny making jokes about it. I love political comedy. Um, it's, it, you know, it's just interesting. Um, I truly didn't think that like his reign as, as president or, you know, the end of his term and, um, him making history as the first ever president to be detained and like arrested by, by law enforcement. He, he definitely made history. I did not think that this was how this saga was going to, I don't even want to say end begin because this is going to be a whole excuse my French shit show and I'm just very interested to see how that ends so keep that on the not that specific thing but keep how it ends um on the forefront of your mind because I think we're going to talk about that today 
But let's just recap. So what have I been up to? Girl and guy and Zai, you know, in between. <laughs> um, I'm rounding up my last couple of weeks of school. I'm writing paper on top of paper on top of paper. It's I'm tired, y'all. I just got out of class. And basically, I don't know what it is. I just like have not been sleeping. Um, I just think I have a lot on my mind. There's a changing season happening right now, literally and spiritually and physically. Okay. It all ties back into what we're here for. Um, literally, which is like not one of the topics, but like we, for like the first time in like many, many moons, LA, it rained for months and months and months. If you haven't already seen it on the news on social media and it even snowed like not that far away from me, which I rebuke in the name of Jesus. Um, the weather has been just poor. It's just been poor. And that really took a toll on me. Um, cause I dabble in seasonal depression and your girl needs sunshine. Your girl's ancestors are from Africa. So I need constant sunshine. So it definitely took a toll on my body and my mind. And I wasn't exercising. I'm just going to be, you know, transparent here. I wasn't exercising as much as I wanted to. I wasn't, you know, in a mental place where I wanted to be. And so I spent a lot more time indoors. I wasn't doing as much. Like I, even though I'm from a very rainy place, a place with lots of precipitation, like barely a day goes by without precipitation. I am not a fan of the rain. I do like one rainy day here and there, just, you know, using it as an excuse not to go out. But for the most part, like I love the sun and I like came to California for sunshine. Like that's literally why I came here. So it's been, and I know these are like first world problems, but it, it, it took a toll, you know, our circadian rhythms and um, and, and mentally we do need sun, especially if you're in a sunny place. So that kind of took a toll on me. Um, but now it's, it's getting warmer and it now really feels like we're going into spring and that's just completely changing my routines. It's changing, um, you know, my social, my, uh, my social habits, it's changing my morning, what my mornings look like, what my evenings look like. And it definitely just takes a toll on my mental health in, 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 in totality. So that's definitely been helping me a lot. It's, it definitely affects my physical and my, and my mental, also my spiritual, like, you know, when the weather's nice, I want to go to the park and read my Bible. You know, I'm down to leave the house and go to the, you know, church service or prayer service. And when the weather is bad, I hate to make excuses, but I'm like, I don't want to leave my house. I don't want to leave my bed. So it definitely take, it definitely influences, um, a, a positive experience in all those areas in my life. So shout out to the people that live in climates and in places where it's, you know, a bit colder, a bit rainier, a bit snowier, and not as much sunshine than than we get in Southern California. So shout out to you if you're healthy and fit, if your mental health is where you want it to be and where you desire it to be. And if your spiritual practices are are getting done, you know, honestly, no matter what. But if you're in, you know, if you're in a place where, you know, the weather isn't quite warm all the time and you don't have you know, blue skies and, and, and oceans and things like that, you know, make sure that it's, if it's important to you, I want to encourage you to do what you can to be, you know, one with nature to experience the beauty of what our world offers. And I know, um, back in New York when it would be really rainy or really snowy and gross for like literally six months, I know a lot of people would say, go to the conservatory. I think it's called this conservatory. Am I, is it called the conservatory? It's like basically like a greenhouse and it was this really beautiful place in like downtown Rochester that had like 
amazing tropical animals and beautiful plants. It was just completely, completely green. And it was really a great resource for people that struggle with seasonal depression and people that were getting a bit stir crazy inside of the house. So do, you know, if you can do things like that, I know my therapist suggested to me a UV, I think it's like a UV lamp. And oh my gosh, if you watch Broad City, there is, um, (laughs) there is an episode of her using the, her UV lamp at work, like literally so depressed. Like I know they're making light of it, but it's, if you, if you suffer or struggle with depression, honestly, I think you should watch the episode. It's really funny she like she lived the the main character lives in New York City and like New York City you know obviously goes through their winter and their cold months and she's like literally like pleading for sunshine so she's taking she literally takes her uv lamp with her everywhere and she's in the closet at work she works at a restaurant and she's like in the closet just like please like please trying to get some sunshine that is so like that is relatable that's kind of how i felt uh for the past couple of months i mean we're still averaging 60 degrees like i remember looking at old Instagram videos and posts that I made when I first came here or even last year it was like 85 degrees around this time of year actually in March it's literally April so I'm just grateful that we good we out here and let me not you know great, great gratitude is important so let me chill but you know that definitely takes a toll so it's a new season um school is ending for the semester we get a little bit of a break and then we go into summer and there's just like a little bit of a of a rustle tussle with that you know there's final papers finals presentations closing up some loose ends and like even me like I had been I know that I've been really struggling this week because I haven't been getting a lot of sleep and I told myself yesterday okay okay Adrian you need to do these certain things so that you can have a good routine and that so you can be a better student and I'm like honestly I'm gonna be honest with myself like I'm not honest with myself a lot of the times I'm quite delusional <laughs> I'm sitting here like you can't try to like girl you got two more weeks of school like you've if you're gonna like you've brought the your highest potential for this semester you probably already brought it and I'm just being honest with myself I know some of y'all are probably like wait that's not positive that's not positivity there is a such thing as toxic positivity there is a such thing as being delusional and then and a such thing as wasting your time I have two weeks left this semester what do I look like trying to completely change my habits the fun thing about not the fun but the thing the thing that I know that I did that I that's the reason why I can walk away and be like you know what you good sis because I literally gave 150 percent the entire semester so if I feel any the, the reason probably why I feel so tired is because I literally did too much so now I'm like okay I can just be normal now I don't have to overgive. I don't have to try to overcompensate for the lack in the beginning of the of the semester I did my job and now I can I don't want to say close now I don't have to you know give so much because I've given, I've already given everything. And I honestly spent the last like week pushing out my work so I can enjoy the rest of the, of this, of the semester. And that's like really been my goal. My goal this semester has been to enjoy, enjoy this moment. When, when else am I going to have an opportunity to be in this place, to be this age, to be living where I'm living, to not have children or a husband, or any kind of distraction where I can fully immerse myself into school. Because honestly, let me tell you something, in undergrad, I was 
in a completely different mindset and I didn't appreciate what I had. I didn't utilize my resources. Now we're talking about it today. I was talking with my coworker who's also, you know, we go, she's a cohort. We go to school together and she's, and I'm like, oh, we get this for free. We get that for free. We get to do this. We get to go this place. I'm utilizing everything, everything that the school offers, every bit of piece of bread that they want to get for free. I'm taking it because A, I'm paying for it and B, I have the, I'm intentionally enjoying it. So I want to encourage you all to enjoy things too. And and enjoy your life. And, you know, we all are going into new seasons. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're in a, in a very, um, reflectory time of, we're in a very reflectory time of spirit of our spiritual walk as we are in our Easter season, our Easter week. And we're, we're going to be celebrating. Oh my gosh, wait, this, this is coming out. (laughs) I just realized I'm, recording this a bit early but when you guys hear this Easter would have already passed and we would have kind of um reflected on Jesus's um journey to the cross and what that meant for the rest of humanity one you know one decision that Jesus made to go all in and to live his purpose completely changed the rest of humanity so I I, you know I'm not saying this is similarly but I know that there is a bit of a tension a bit of a a release that happens a bit of a a bit of a struggle a bit of a you feel something right before you change into your new seasons and as excited as i am for this new season of my life i am you know working to close this chapter that i'm in so you know in the moments where i can't sleep in the moments where i'm like is this enough am i is my paper enough am i giving enough at work i know in my heart that god is preparing me that i listen i already did everything i needed to do right right when i'm living intentionally with purpose when i'm thinking hey at the when i say in in january hey this is how i want to feel at the end of the semester this is what my semester i want my semester to look like in the end of the season i actually don't have to worry y'all i am actively preaching to myself this is real time okay <laughs> when i when i think about it i actually don't have to worry because i did all that i can i put everything into place so that when the time came which is now at the end of the semester i don't have to be running around begging my teachers for credit i don't have to be running around asking my my boss for for you know help with trying to complete the the, the quarterly goals i already did that all of that can do so honestly just like i'm going to do for the rest of this weekend i'm going to focus on other projects that i haven't had the opportunity to focus on because i've been giving so much to you know to school and i'm going to rest and just allow everything fall into place. I just, I mean, I just submitted um, some stuff now, some papers, and I'm like, honestly, I'm like, honestly, <laughs> this is what it is. I, I, I submitted a paper late today. I was like, honestly, teacher, I was like, listen, I didn't know that we had to do what we had to do now, and I was trying to do the most, so I'm gonna give you what I got. And she was like, it's perfectly fine. So I don't know, you know, just do what you gotta do in the beginning and you don't have to worry about it in the end. That's the moral of the story. So let's get into today's show. (laughs) Okay, so you know how I haven't been able to sleep? Like this morning, I was so grumpy. Like I have a pretty solid morning routine and I didn't do any of it. Like I did maybe, well, I did maybe like like 10 for 15% of it. I was so mad. I felt like so discouraged. I wasn't 
in the mood because I know that I have a very long day. Like I have work, I have to be to work early. I have work pretty much a full day and then I have class like all night and I had a ton of stuff that I needed to do. So I'm like, I stayed up all late. I didn't finish everything. I'm going to have a long day of work. It's probably going to be busy. And then I have to go to class until, you know, until super late. So I was just like already pretty grumpy. So I know God knows how to speak through me, like speak to me too. So as I'm I'm driving, I hear in my in my brain and my spirit, really it was my spirit. Am I living it right? Am I living it right? And I'm like, whoa, I haven't heard this song hasn't been like playing anywhere. I haven't heard it anything. I was like, okay, like I'm really digging this. So there it's a John Mayer song. It's called Why Georgia Why? So I was like, I gotta play this song because it's like generally like a song if a song stirs in my spirit I'm like I I have to listen to it so I play it and I like start crying and I'm like oh here we go I'm like am I just like in my feelings like what's the deal so I listen to it and it just transport me transports me back to like this moment of my life and this moment was in was in my ninth grade year. My parents decided that they wanted to leave where we were in Rochester, New York, and move to um, the outskirts, uh, the suburbs of Atlanta. And you know that sound like it sounds great because like Atlanta was like Atlanta is that girl, right? And it was very big like during this time, um, like the best music, the best culture. Like Atlanta was really popping then. So I was like, you know, there's a part of me that was excited to go somewhere like Atlanta, and like you know, there's like. A ton of life going on there. There's just like a lot of nightlife and celebrities and music and fashion and food. I was like, yeah, okay, like I'm into it. Um, so we ended up moving and it ended up being very traumatic. And I just want to affirm myself right now because you know a lot of the times people tell you know I'll, I'll tell young people, oh, your life, you know, these things aren't going to matter and why even you know waste your time uh, being upset about things and this won't matter when you're older and you you should be happy you only have to worry about school you don't have to pay bills and you know I feel I just want to affirm younger Adri right now because my feelings did matter and how I reacted as a young person who was unable to fully feel her feelings because I was unable to I was still growing I didn't have an outlet you know and I didn't know um, I was feeling big feelings for somebody, you know, so young. And if you know, if you're, if you, if you have children or you are a young person listening, like your feelings do matter, you know, our feelings are indicators and not all, you know, they're not always 100% facts, but we have to acknowledge them and, uh, and understand why we're having them. And they will be indicators to what, you know, what needs to be addressed. And it was, it was really traumatic. And I found myself really, um, really connecting with music, like music was all that I had, you know, music couldn't be taken away from me. It was all I had. And this album called Room for Squares by John Mayer really just spoke to me. And the tight and this, the lead single, which is the song that I was just singing for you is called Why Georgia Why? And it's basically like he's driving down 85, which is a very popular highway. And he's, he's in the type of morning that lasts all afternoon. So he's having a really long morning and he's like, former exits to my apartment. And I just want to keep the car and drive and leave it all behind. Because I wonder sometimes about the outcome, outcome of a still verdictless life. Am I living it right? Why Georgia Why? And I used to sob and listen. So I was like transported 
transported back into my childhood because I used to sob and listen to this song because I didn't know why my family decided to leave my really wonderful life that I felt really comfortable and I loved and I just had community and it was great. Um, why did they decide to take me out of that and put me into like a completely new atmosphere? It was, it was very traumatic. And that song really, you know, spoke a lot to me. And I, and I just think about what he really meant in it. And it was like, he just felt like he wasn't supposed to be there. He was like questioning himself. And there's a line that says, um, it says, so what? So I've got a smile on. Um, it's hiding the, the quiet superstitions in my head. Don't believe me when I say I've got it down. Um, and that's what I felt because, you know, I made friends easily. I met people easily. I was in photos. I went to parties. You know, I went to prom and I did everything that you're supposed to do. But there was a part of me that was like, I felt literally like a gravitational pull back to New York. And when I went back to New York after I graduated, my parents were not happy about that. I, I tried though. I tried, I, I applied and got accepted into a school in Atlanta because I'm thinking maybe, you know, if I live the city life in Atlanta, that will change how I feel. And, and I ended up applying to a school um, on the ocean, on the coast in Savannah, one of my favorite cities. And I thought to myself, okay, well, what if I go to school, you know, in the beach? Like, that will make me feel it. I mean, I have the beach and then I have the city and all I have to do is choose. But, like, literally a couple weeks before school, I decided not to go because I thought when I was, you know, just a, just a couple of years prior when I thought about where I wanted to go to school, I wanted to go to school in New York City and Buffalo. Like, I wanted to be in New York. So I ended up just leaving it all behind, leaving, leaving this education behind. And, um, I went back to New York and I ended up staying in New York for 13 years and I had my ups and downs. My parents were not happy about that decision. I even tried to come back when I graduated college from Buffalo and it just didn't work out. And the, when I graduated college, um, that was a very transformative time for my life because I was trying to kind of like backpedal a little bit, but I ended up um, taking an internship at my church and an internship turned into another internship and it turned into a temporary position and it turned into like a really cool position assisting the executive assistant or the executive director. I'm sorry. And it ended up becoming like one of my absolute favorite jobs of all time. It ended up just blossoming me into who I needed to be. And it was so monumental and such an important part of my life. And if we fast forward, oh, you know, let's not fast forward yet. Around the time of like a new season happening, my boss left the job and the, the, my my job kind of kind of diminished because this job was created to specifically support this this role of the of this e this ed, and um, I was kind of like not officially offered, but like it was kind of talked about in passing about an opportunity in another department. And I was not with it. I was like, nope, nope, I can't do any other job. I don't know. Nope. I just started pulling up all the negativity. I was like, nope, you guys got this problem. You got that problem. You got da, 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 da. And like, I don't even, I'm not even in the department, but I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And I'm bringing up things that I'm hearing in passing from like really negative people. Nope. I don't want to stay for this company anymore. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, like right before this, all this fiasco happened, I'm like, I'm never leaving this job. I'm meant to, I'm meant to work in this job forever. I will never work anywhere else unless like a really cool opportunity comes to do like, you know, whatever I was into at the time. And I was like, so I, sw it was a switch. Like after I, there was a transition happening. I like resisted it. 
and I ran away. So I ended up going into the beauty, beauty industry. I worked for salons. I did that for seven years and I just recently left my last salon job and it was kind of cool how I got my salon jobs here. They're actually like really cool stories. They're very like, for me, they seem like they're fate. And, you know, I think that they're very um, important and they're very, um, they're just meaningful to me, right? They, they, they did what they needed to do. Just like being in Georgia. Georgia did what it needed to do. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little something about that too, okay? We'll go, we'll go back to that. So... I, I leave the shop. I go into beauty for seven years. I, you know, do some really cool things. And as I come to LA, I ended up getting this job and it was like kind of, it was like the really, it was really cool. I started feeling like, oh my God, like I'm like, I, I need more. Like this is not challenging me. So I ended up wanting to per- pursue another industry that, um, didn't require like a lot of training and like a lot of school. And so I ended up going into, you know, thinking, you know, doing some, some things in that arena and God brought me to school. God showed me my school. Like it was completely God. I just never knew that this thing existed. I ended up thinking about going to school, kind of, you know, wrestled with it, ended up applying, didn't think I was going to get in, ended up getting in. And so that completely opened a new season to my life. And I was like, I can't believe I'm in grad school. Like I never thought I'd be here. And to make a long story short, I started to, I just, I don't know. I started to like want more for myself and I started to like feel like I wasn't, I was like small at my job and I felt like I'm, I can stand taller in school. So something, another very traumatic thing happened at my job and I decided to leave the company and I ended up finding another job and I knew that I kind of shouldn't have taken this job. There was a, like, there was like this, this, inkling in my spirit that was kind of like caution but I ended up taking it and it's so interesting because my spiritual leader was like you know God God really feels like you need to be in this place right now so that you can she didn't say this but I what she was trying I didn't know at the moment what she was saying is like you need to close some close some loops before you move on to your next season of your life so I had to face some 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 things face some trauma face some drama, face some things that I needed to work on. And to be completely honest with y'all, like, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but y'all, I got fired. I got fired. And it's so interesting because this job was kind of like a big girl job. Like it was like the next level of what I had been doing in beauty. It was kind of like a promotion. It was kind of like, it kind of had a cute title, cute ring to it. It was like cute to tell people that I did it. And I, I ended up getting fired, like after like one of the greatest weekends of the year. And so I was like not expecting it. I was like kind of on a high. Well, I was on a I was on a low because I felt like I I didn't I didn't want to come back to LA. And I think I talked about it on here. I was so miserable. I did not want to come back because I wasn't happy. And I was like so sad that I had gotten fired. But I look back now and it was completely the grace of God. And I think about it because I had been saying like all of 2022, this is my last year in the salon. It's my last year. It's my seventh year. Seven is the number of completion. I know that this is it. I know that this is it. It didn't happen my way. I wanted this to happen on my terms, but it didn't happen the way that it happened. But I'm very grateful for that. So I'm like trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And during that season of my life, I need to do a teaching on this, but I'll give you like a mini teaching on it. So at this time, a pa- our pastors, the pastor, our PC is, she's a, 
a, she's the wife of the head pastor. She's the co-pastor, right? And her dad is a pastor. And he came and talked. And I was super excited. I think I've talked about it on here. I was super excited to see him in the summer. And it was right before I was going to go on a vacation. And he t- and I'm like, oh, what is he going to say? Like, what is God saying? He's going to prophesy over us. He's going to tell us. And he was like, God is saying that y'all need to give y'all money. And I was like, okay. Yeah, okay, God. And I, but then I was like, oh, no, God. Nope. It aligned. It aligned with what my spirit was saying. And in that moment, in that specific service where I was like, I finally got my first paycheck at this job. And I, I hadn't been working a couple months, too, because I had left that previous job. I was like, okay, God. Like, I'm excited to go on this vacation. And God was like, you're going to give me your entire paycheck. And I was like, excuse me? God made, basically, God made me give my entire paycheck away my first paycheck after not working for months and I was like completely confused and that season God kept telling me to give and I kept giving I kept giving I had to get I gave it to my church I gave it to people I gave it to my enemies I gave it to homeless people I was giving I was giving I was giving I was like God I don't even have that much money I don't even like what are like what's going on this is all the while my finances were so they were so um all hell was breaking loose in my finances. I did not know what was going on. I'm like, God, how are you telling me to give when I don't even know? Like, when I don't even know, okay? So I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. And I ended up find, I ended up hearing, a friend shared with me this teaching from a woman, a lovely woman called Terry Savoy. And look her up. And she talks about sowing seeds, which is the same as like giving. And she was like, when in doubt, when you're on your last dollar, sow it. And I remember being on like my last and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this week. I don't know how I'm going to be able to like do what I need to do. And I sold that money. And I tell you like literally a few days later, um, the coolest thing happened. I'll have to tell you guys the story in full, but somebody very well known was looking for me and was like, I need to give Adrian this money. Like they, they looked for me and was like, God told me to tell you to tell Adrian that this money belongs to her. And God like tripled. He more than tripled my money. I think he like, he like, he like blessed me like 20 times over, probably more. And so I kept giving, I kept giving, I kept giving. And one of the other things that he, that this pastor Glenn taught us was, um, you know, you can give your time, your talent, your treasure. And like, at this time I was like, I didn't really have anything else to give as far as treasure, but I was giving my time and I was giving my talent. And a friend of mine who runs the kids ministry asked, you know, for some help. And, um, I, I was like, girl, you, str- girl, you need some help. You just look like you struggling. You look tired. So I ended up coming and I ended up helping the kids ministry. And it's like truly like when people say like, it's better to give than receive. That is an honest fact because it was my honor to to be serving in this capacity. And it's like, seriously, still one of my favorite things from church. Like I I work with the babies and I I love them so much. And I have, every time I do it, I'm blessed by it. And I ended up reaching out to one of the families because their baby was like perfect. And I was like, Hey, if you ever need a babysitter, let me know. And it ended up becoming a great opportunity for me to serve the family. And this, you know why God completely blessed me in this manner. And so did this family. And you know, the reason why is because I took the opportunity instead of having a, um, a, a, um, scarcity mindset of how am I gonna, how am I gonna, I don't have, I don't know. I've never done it. I did it. 
Instead of that, I said, how can I give? God, what can I contribute? How can I bless someone? What can I do from someone? I'll say yes. God, you can help me. God, you can do it. I know that you can provide for me. Your word says this. When I came from a from a place of that, instead of I can't do something, God completely blessed me. And I'll say two things here. One of the things is... um. Wow, this is, I'm just like thinking of, I'm just completely thinking of how I've been so blessed by this. I'll say one thing. One thing is, do you guys know um, what the job they offered me at my church that I worked in after I graduated high school was? I, take a wild guess. It was working with children. And here I am nearly, <laughs> nearly like eight years later, which is the number of God's grace. <laughs> you can't make this up. It's the number of God's grace. Eight years. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Eight years. I left ministry to go be in beauty, a freaking industry that really, I don't think that I was doing, I wasn't my best self in an industry that I really kind of struggled in an industry that kind of felt like I was wearing shoes that were like a little tight, but I was like, you know, if I wear them a little longer, they'll stretch. Oh, if I wear them a little longer, they'll stretch. If I if I stay in this industry a little longer, it'll feel right. If I just do what I want to do, it'll feel right. And so t- two things happened, right? I get I get fired. I ended up um, doing a bunch of different things, whatever. I'm serving in the kids ministry, which I should have been doing eight years ago. And I also get a job at a nonprofit like I did eight years ago. And I when I tell you I'm in my purpose, y'all. It's like, it's just, it feels weird and it's, it's just too much. And to, it's for the sake of your time, cause I'm keeping it kind of short today. Um, I was, we had a change of classrooms. Oh, I have two things. Okay. I remind a member you're supposed to remind me to talk about the Atlanta thing. Okay. Two things here. First thing is we had to switch classrooms tonight because something was going on. And I'll talk about that. Something that was going on. Um, we had to switch classrooms cause something was going on at school and, <laughs> And I ended up being in a classroom that I was in all last semester when I was working at a different place and in a completely different season of my life. And I looked around this classroom and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember like how I used to feel in this class. And I remember being in this class and I never used to talk. I never used to talk to my teacher. I never used to make friends. I did make one friend. I never used to make friends. I was very quiet. No one ever wanted to sit next to me. I literally thought that I smelled. And I'm like, I know that I showered today. I know that I put perfume on today. Like, why isn't anybody sitting next to me? And I was really struggling because I was so miserable and I wasn't in my purpose. Now, like I literally meet people. I like, I had to, like the other day I ran into a friend in the library. We talked for two hours today. I ran into so many friends in the library and I had to like say, Adri, you can't talk to this girl. I know she's here to like chat, but you had to put a boundary up and you can't talk because you have to focus on your work. And I feel like it's so, it's so funny to me because just a few months ago, I was miserable and I wasn't talking and I wasn't being myself and I wasn't like it, being who God has called me to be. I was like in this dark cloud and now I'm like thriving. I'm who I'm supposed to be and it almost feels foreign. I haven't felt like this in eight years, but because of God's grace, I'm exactly where I need to be. It's so, okay. So, okay. So we're going to roll. I'm around it up and I'm going to be done. Right. So we go back to, to Atlanta, right? And I remember, I don't know if I talked, because I literally recorded this and it freaking stopped. It didn't record. So hope I don't know what I said <laughs> on this. But when we lived in Georgia, 
I remember being like, why am I here? Why am I here? This is so stupid. I hate it here. And I was like, my heart was definitely to go to Rochester. And that was definitely my my purpose. It was definitely a part of God's plan for my life. But while I was in Georgia, me and my sister used to have to go. Our mom used to make us go to these etiquette classes. And it was like an etiquette class. It was like a career uh, career. Uh, program. It was like, we used to have lunch. We had to go dress up, wake up at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, already when we had to wake up early on a Sunday, y'all. So no kind of free time. We had to wake up on a Saturday and go to a country club and dress up. The country club, you couldn't wear jeans. You had to, you couldn't wear t-shirts. You had to dress up, literally suit and tie, dress, flats, heels, couldn't wear sandals. Like you had to like dress up and we would eat quiche and we would do etiquette and we would like meet with like all these people, like all these professional people. And we, my, our parents used to make us do this. I mean, it was low-key kind of fun because I'm very nerdy. It was low-key kind of fun. I just didn't like waking up on a Saturday and not having, not being able to wear like flip-flops and like, you know, like booty shorts. But I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And me and my sister were talking about it last week. Like, we can't believe that we like had to, you know, do that. Like, how funny is that? And literally this week, I got a, I, somebody asked me, to come to them to a mixer and I was like okay mixer like I'm about to see like who's up in this mixer I was literally having like lunch with like the dean of students and like these people that are basically interviewing to be like deans in another department and like all of these administrators and people that probably signed my diploma and people that like decide if I can graduate or not and Luckily, like I, the reason why I thought about y'all, this is a complete transparent moment. I was like, oh, I am not utilizing etiquette right now. I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be using this fork, but I'm not using it. I'm eating with my hands. And I'm like, I need to tap in back to those etiquette classes that I was in. So I say all that to say that like, oh, why Georgia? Why? Like, why was I there? God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. And it's okay to ask why. It's okay to say, hey, I don't, this doesn't feel like I'm supposed to be here, but God knows. God, first of all, puts those desires in your hearts because he, when you're aligned to him, you align to his purposes for your life. So even if you're in a place where you're like, I don't know why I'm here. I know I'm supposed to be on step B, but I'm at step A and I just don't know how I'm going to get there. Trust me. Even if you take eight years, <laughs> even if you waste, nothing's ever wasted. Just like I talked about last week, you can be a playboy model. You can be a Playboy model and still have an inkling for what God has for you. Now, I'm not talking about posing naked. I'm talking about telling your story and helping people, okay? No matter what you do, God is going to use every bit of it. Even the even the mistakes you make, even literally going into, I'm using air quotes, the wrong career or the wrong industry. God will use that. I truly believe that God will use my experience in salons in my career now. He will use that in my career now. And I, and I sometimes feel like, well, I don't know. Like, like nobody wants, like, this isn't, this isn't even important, but you know what? I'll give you an example. I'm gonna tell you how God will use it. When I was working in that one salon, right? The one, the, the one that the, they're, the one of them, right? When I was working in a salon last year, we had a, we had a, an assignment to interview a mental health therapist. And I emailed a bunch of therapists and I was struggling, struggling, struggling to find someone. And I'm sitting in my job and a really, really nice client comes in. This is a new client because there was a, um, a stylist that would fly in from out of the state to come do clients. And one of her clients was like, 
you remind me of somebody. And it was like, we were just having a really great talk. And I was like, oh, okay. And she saw my sweatshirt and she's like, oh, you go to school there. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, what are you studying? And I was like, psychology. And she was like, oh my God, my wife is a, is a psychologist or as a, as a clinician, you should meet her. And I was like, who's your wife? And I ended up finding out that her wife was already a client. And I was like, oh my God, I love her. She's so nice. We always talk and she has the best hair. And she's like, let me give you her email address. You should, you guys just have her, her information because you may need it one day. So I was like, when I was like struggling to find uh, someone to interview in the, in the industry, I emailed her and she was like, absolutely. So we did an interview and I was like, tell me a little bit about, about your background. She's like, well, I'm, you know, a sex therapist. You know, I serve the LGBTQ community. I do this, I do that. You know, this isn't, you know, why I'm interested in this. And she goes, and I started my career in salons. <laughs> you can't make this up she was like I was a salon manager for many years and you know I really feel like that helped me so you're in a great space right now because this will look good on your resume and I was like I could fall out right now I could fall out right now in a moment where I was like yo this industry sucks like it's not gonna help me with anything in my you know in my future business I'm sitting here looking at a therapist private practice by the way who's living my dream (laughs) was like Oh yeah, being in a salon really looked good on my resume, really helped. And I just want to let you know that you're like, you're good. So I still that to say girl and guy and Zai or whatever, you know, you like to go by. Don't worry. Don't worry. Feel your feelings like I did when I was 15. Feel your feelings. Okay, they're valid. Okay, but don't you worry because there is going to be a, a meaning to everything. There's everything means something to God. God will use whatever you have to bless somebody and I'll and I'll and I'll leave us off with with um another John Mayer song and it's he goes um I want to run through the halls of my high school I want to scream at the top of my lungs I just found out there's no such thing as the real world just so I don't have to rise above and I want to leave you with this There is no such thing as failure. There is no such thing as the real world. This is a simulation and life is literally what you make it. God, you are aligned to God, whether you're literally on the other side of your faith or you're right there up in your Bible, up under God, like I talked about last week. God will align you like truly God is using my sin that I was deeply in to bless other people. I'm telling you, he uses, y'all ever, y'all ever be around people that compost? They use everything. They don't let nothing go to waste. God is like that. God recycles, reduces, and reuses, okay? He uses every part of you to, to bring him glory and to, and to bring help and bring, um, uh, empathy and compassion to people that need to be seen okay he's using every part of my life and I am so so grateful for that so I want to remind you there's no such this this isn't real this isn't real dream your dreams dream impossible dreams do the things that you've always wanted to do become the person that you want to be if it you know and God and if it's not if it doesn't align with God God will he'll adjust you if you say that you want to be this big shot in beauty, God will say, we're going to, we're going to make you, uh, basically, we're going to put you over here in psychology and you're going to do the, and you're going to work at the church with children. Okay. This is what you're going to do. You're supposed to do that eight years ago. You didn't listen, but that's okay. It's okay. We'll even take what you learned in beauty and we'll apply it to your, I'm, he's amazing. He's incredible. He's so good to us. And I just want to encourage you. Like if you, if you leave with anything 
today. Give, 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 give. I'm telling you, give your time, give your talent, give your treasure. It will bless you and you will love it. You will, it will bless you more than it will probably bless other people. Okay. And, and another thing, have a, have a, 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 a thrive, a thriving, a abundance mindset. Don't say I don't have, or I can't do. What can I do? What do I have? And in those moments where you don't feel like you have, in those moments where I was like, God, I just got a paycheck. How are you making me give? Why are you making me give this away? Because God was showing me that he provides for me. So anything you need, God will provide for you, provide for you. He's our father. He is our father. He will, even if our, if our earthly fathers are deadbeats or emotionally absent or cheated or, you know, abandon us. God is not like that. He is not a man, nor that he shall lie. Okay. He's, it's impossible for him to lie. Whatever God speaks, it happens. Okay. So I want to encourage you all to, to truly look inside yourself and say, God, what is my purpose? Or yeah, no, co co-create, co-partner with God. Don't do it by yourself. But I want like the, the inklings that I felt, I felt drawn back to Rochester. I felt drawn to the industry, even though I didn't felt drawn to children. You know why? Because I had this, this fear. There was a fear. There was a trauma that needed to be, to be healed. There was a fear I had of doing something that I had never done before or the fear of the unknown. And if, even if it doesn't, you know, if it's, if it's scary the first time, God will bring you there. He will bring you there, but don't try to make something out. Don't try to make something happen when there's nothing to make happen. Follow God's divine inklings. God knows how to get me to stay somewhere. He sends, I know exactly what he sends. And I'm like, even after, even in the moment, I'm like, I'm out of my business. God knows exactly what to send. And, and, and when I, after I do what God wants me to do by, by literally enticing me, <laughs> I'm like, oh God, you got me again. I'm here. I am when he's just sick of, he's just sick of dealing with me and I'm not listening. He's like, this will, I'm going to send somebody. I'm going to send somebody because they're going to, she's not going to listen to me. She's going to listen to them. Right. So, cause he's gracious like that, but I hope this blessed you. I hope this, you know, blessed you and encouraged you. And I would love to pray for you. Yes. Please let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for every ear that's listening during this episode. Lord, I just thank you that they came here. I thank you that they, decided to listen to this episode i thank you that they spent their time that they invested their time to listen to my art and i'm just grateful and i pray that you bless every single person every ear that hears this lord i pray that the same blessings that you've been giving to me through through my experiences lord that you lay it upon them god i pray that they fall um in line with your purposes and your plan for them lord i pray that even if they're off the course or even if they're not aligned lord that that they find their way back to you that they find their way back to your purpose for their lives because your word says that your purpose and your plans are for good and for good not for evil you have plans to give us a hope and a future your word also says that you had you that you formed us in our mother's wounds your word says that you you knew us you knew us before our our our, our mothers and our fathers knew us where you made us in secret thank you god that you have a purpose and a plan for every single person on this earth god and i thank you that you give us the grace to complete it. Lord, I pray that you, that, that everyone listening and everyone connected to this podcast, everyone connected to me, that they feel your grace, that they take your grace and they do what they are called to do, that they, that they take bravery, that they put on the full armor of God and that they, that they, they take off fear, fear and they take off 
um, shame and they, and they put on courage and, and they realize that your word says that when we are weak, that you are strong. So thank you, Lord, that, that we can boast in our weakness, that we can boast. I can say, you know what? I've been fearful in my past. Lord, I, I've been fired in my past. I've been I'm not aligned to you in my past, but because of you, because of your faithfulness, because of your love towards me, that you that you empower me, that you give me courage, that you make me brave, that you put me in a room of kings and queens, Lord. That you've called us to be royalty, Lord, that we are royal priesthoods, a people made special for you. Thank you that you've given us a, a um given us the responsibility to serve this earth and make disciples of all nations, Lord. And we do not take that lightly. I pray for those that are struggling with their purpose. I pray for those that are struggling financially, God. I pray for those that are not in the city that they want to be in, Lord. And I pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in their lives, Lord. Lord, we forgive our enemies, Lord. We invite you into our heart to change us, to create us. And as we're coming off of Easter week, Lord, we pray that we say the same yes that Jesus did. The same yes, that even though it hurt, it was an excruciating pain. It was a pain that no one will ever know, but it changed the course of humanity, Lord. And I pray this, I'm praying this big prayer, Lord. I pray that we will change the course of humanity from our yes, Lord. I know that we're filling big shoes and I know that this is a big, you know, if, if you don't want this prayer, you don't take it. But I'm praying this over anybody that wants to receive it, that we will change the course of humanity, that we will change our cities, that we will change our town, that we will change our school, that we will change our apartment complexes, that we will change our neighborhood, God, and that we will break generational curses, that we will be the generational curse breaker, Lord. I declare your will over our life in the mighty name of Jesus, and I put the blood over everyone listening, Lord, that they will do your will, Lord, that when, that when it is time that when they say that when they give when they say it is finished lord that you will say it is finished and that you will say good work my good work my good and faithful servant i pray that we will all hear you say that when we face you when we look at our savior in the eyes that you will say well done my good and faithful servant that we can share in the riches with our with jesus thank you lord for this opportunity Thank you that I've overcome my my fear of speaking on this podcast, Lord. It took years, two years. Thank you, God, that you have blessed me and you've healed me so that I can bless and heal others. And I thank you so much, Lord. And, and I pray for the people that don't know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, just um, know that we are all sinners. The Romans says that we are all sinners and we fall short of the glory of the Lord. And Jesus died for our sins. He took our place. And Because sin is as of death. The, the Bible says that. Um, sin equals death. And every time we sin, we are closer to death. But because of Jesus dying in our place, he shed his blood. So we didn't have to kill a cow. We wouldn't have to kill a lamb. We wouldn't have to kill a calf or a pig in our place to, to, to atone, to be a sacrifice for our sin. Jesus became the sacrifice and through his death, he paid it all. So we don't have to kill another animal to sacrifice for the many sins that we have committed. And if we just say, Thank you, you know, Jesus, forgive me for my sin. If we confess our sins, God will forgive us and we will be closer. We won't, we won't be separated from him because sin is separation. And because of knowing who Jesus is and acknowledging Jesus as our savior, we have access to heaven through our relationship with Jesus. So in order to, to go to heaven when you die, you have to accept Jesus and know that he was real. He's the son of God and that he's our savior and he's the Messiah. So if you believe that, you just repeat, Jesus, 
I know that I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus is my savior and my Messiah and he's paid for all my sins. Thank you for forgiving me for my sin. I believe you. I believe your son. I believe the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And and thank you, Lord, for cleaning me. Thank you, Lord, for your blood. And in Jesus' name, amen, you are saved. And if something were to happen to you and you were to pass on, you would be covered by the blood of Jesus and you would go to heaven. And I thank you if you said that prayer. If you said that prayer, I would suggest read a Bible and go to a local Bible-believing Christian church that believes in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is it. You're in the family and God will direct you to do your will. Like the reason why if you accepted Jesus into your life, you now are walking in purpose. It's like when that, it's like that time where it, when I became an intern, I became an intern the year that I said yes to Jesus. I came to LA literally days or months after I said yes to Jesus. Everything happened when I said yes to Jesus. And if you're struggling in your faith, just keep going. Just keep praying. Just keep going and keep asking the Lord to help you. And he will. If there's some things that some sins that you can't let go of and you're struggling in some, 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 some fears and some mindsets that you're struggling, just keep praying. Just keep asking him to help you. God has grace. He will continue to help you. But don't, you know, don't waste the last minute now. All right. Like, you know, I'm, I'm making, I shouldn't be making light of this, but I'm saying like, don't, don't wait till forever. I'm saying like, it's just do it now. Just do like, just give your life to God. You're not going to be perfect. You know, sometimes when you, I don't know why I'm, I just feel like I need to say this. Sometimes when we're away from God, we know that we're away from God, but we're like, God, I just want to sin a little bit more. And then I'll feel like I'm ready to come. And I was, you know, I respect you, but why not just get saved again now? Get saved again now. Ask the Lord to help you. There's a certain, like, it's like insurance. It's like not having insurance and being like, well, I'm, Lord, please don't let me, you know, get into anything. And sometimes, sometimes God will, he'll, he'll watch over you. He'll make sure you're good. But with that one time when you don't have, it's better to have it and not need it. Right? So it's just, it's even if you have to say the prayer and you say, Lord, I'm going to be honest with you. I am still struggling. I am still struggling, but I'm believing my faith. Is faith is what pleases God, right? If faith is what pleasing God, you're saying I'm believing by by saying this prayer. I'm believing with a with a with a growth mindset that because I'm saying this prayer and I'm attaching to you, that you're gonna help me. If you don't believe that and you don't have faith that you can be healed, then it's a different story. But if you if you even have the, the faith the size of a mustard seed, which is basically the size of a crumb. If you have the faith the size of a crumb to say, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm still struggling with that thing, but I truly believe that you can help me, then I would say just rewind this and say and say that prayer or say it in your own words. Or, you know, I'm just saying. So God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening. Share this with someone who who want, you know, who needs to hear it, who wants to hear it, who doesn't want to hear it. Share it on your social media, share it on your TikTok, share it on your Facebook. And I'm just so grateful to be here. So thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon.